Blog Talk Radio.
let you take it all away, take it all away till all that's left is you. And the sun slide down from heaven. Search me, search me. I'm open, I'm open. Search me, search me. Search me, search me. You're the only one qualified. You're the only one qualified. Cause you made me, you made me. Cause you made me.
Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for another night here on Politifier, God. With everybody, God, that you've gathered here tonight, God, I give you honor and I give you praise for them on tonight, God. Let let their ears hear what you want them to hear out of this message tonight, God, in the name of Jesus, God, that your name may get the glory, God. I'm asking you to sit me down and you stand up mightily in me tonight, God, to say to your people what you would have me to say, Lord God, you have your way so that you can get what you deserve out of this, so that you can get the glory. In the name of Jesus, amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire, everybody. I am your humble host, Prophet Stacy. Thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing to you on tonight. 
Let's get right into it for tonight. Give me one second. Okay. The foundational text comes from Second Corinthians chapter two, verses five through eight. There's Second Corinthians chapter two, verses five through eight. From the ERV, there's the easy-to-read version. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the people at Corinth about a situation that had occurred and affected some of, and affected them all in some way. Again, this is the Apostle Paul writing to the people at Corinth about a situation that had occurred and affected them all in some way. Starting with verse 5, the Apostle Paul writes these words. Someone in your group has caused sadness, not to me, but to all of you. I mean, he has caused sadness to all of you in some way. I don't want to make it sound worse than it really is. The punishment that most of your group gave him is enough for him. But now you should forgive him and encourage him. This will keep him from having too much sadness and giving up completely. So I beg you to show him that you love him. Again, this Second Corinthians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8 from the ERV, the easy-to-read version. Let's be honest. Some of you, thing you want to do is show that person that hurt you, that made you sad, made you feel like you're feeling. The last thing you want to do is show that person that you love them. You're afraid of how you think that will make you look. You're afraid of how you think that will make you look. Won't it make you look soft, weak, like a real pushover? No. But what it will make you look like is Jesus. No. But what it will make you look like is just like Jesus. Because that's exactly what Jesus would have you to do. Because that's exactly what Jesus would want you to do. And believe me, there was nothing and is nothing soft or weak about Jesus. And believe me, there was and is nothing soft or weak about Jesus. He's nobody's pushover. So I really need you to not just hear the Apostle Paul in this tonight, but hear Jesus. I need you to not just hear the Apostle Paul in his words. But I need you to hear Jesus in this on tonight. Remember how Jesus told the Father to forgive them, for they know not what they do. Remember that? There was Luke 23, verse 34 from the New King James. Sure, he could have said, Father, I want you to punish them for every time they mock me, every time they spit on me. Punish them for every every beating I took. But he didn't. He could have said that, but he didn't. Instead, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. What was Jesus doing? He was showing them love they didn't deserve. What was Jesus doing? He was showing them love they didn't didn't deserve. He was loving on them. He was loving on the very ones that hurt him. This deep. He was loving on the very ones that hurt him. And tonight, 
That's exactly what he's calling us to do. And tonight, that's exactly what he's calling us to do. Love on each other. Tonight's message. Again, the title of tonight's message is love on each other. Because that's exactly what God is calling us to do. What Jesus is calling us to do. Love on each other. Forgive each other, even though it hurts. Forgive each other, even though it hurts. Forgiving someone that hurts you is the most loving thing you can do. Forgiving someone that hurts you is the most loving thing you can do. Forgiveness is an act of love. Agape, love. It's that agape love that's talked about in 1 Corinthians 13 and 5 from the NIV. When the Bible says it keeps no records, it keeps no record of wrongs. We don't understand agape love. Let's be honest on tonight. We as human beings, we don't understand agape love because agape love is that God kind of love, the God kind of love, the kind of love that he has for us, type of love that keeps no records, no record of wrongs. But forgives as far as the east is from the west. That type of love keeps no record of wrongs, but forgives as far as the east is from the west. But not us. We got stuff recorded in our mind of what that person did, and it's available for the replay at any given time. Believe me, we got stuff recorded in our minds of what that person did or what they said, and we can play it back for them at any given time. You remember when you said this, when you did this? This is what you said. This is what you did. I remember like it was yesterday. We can play it back at any given time. People, people, I'm guilty of that too. But people, we got to do better because that's not a God paid love. We are just like, and notice I said we, I'm in, I'm in this too tonight. We are just like the people of Corinth that Apostle Paul was writing to in tonight's foundational text. We are ready to hold that person to a punishment that might be too great for them to handle mentally. We are just like the people, the people of Corinth that the Apostle Paul was writing to in tonight's foundational text. We are ready, so ready, to hold that person to a punishment they might be too that might be too great for them to handle mentally. You see, physically they may be taking what's coming to them okay. But mentally it can be hard to determine the strength of a person's mind. Remember I said that it can be hard to determine the strength of a person's mind. Remember the Apostle Paul said in tonight's foundational text, the punishment that most of your group gave him is enough for him. But now, here's the turning point, but now you should forgive him and encourage him. This will keep him from having too much sadness and giving up completely. Again, that's Second Corinthians 2, verses 6, 6 and 7 from the easy-to-read version, the ERV. Is that person just about to break mentally? Is that person just about to break mentally? Has that person become a master at hiding how they really feel? Because in their mind, nobody cares, so why bother? Has that person become a master at hiding how they really feel because in their mind, no one cares, so why bother? Can they handle how you have decided 
not God. You have decided to punish them mentally with our breaking down, with our falling into depression and completely giving up. Can they go through the punishment that you have decided to, to, to give them without mentally breaking down, without falling into depression and completely giving up? Truthfully, you don't know. You do not know how that person is being affected. So why not begin to forgive that person the way you would want to be forgiven and encouraged? So why not begin to forgive that person the way that you would want to be forgiven and encouraged? Encourage them. You see, when the Bible says a soft answer turns away wrath, in Proverbs 15 and 1 from the New King James, a soft answer turns away wrath. In Proverbs 15 and 1, New King James. Here's the thing. you don't. Here's the thing. You know your wrath. You know your wrath, the things you've said and done to punish them. But you have no idea of the wrath, of the warfare going on in that person's mind. But you have no idea of the wrath of the warfare going on in that person's mind. You have no idea what the devil is saying to that person. You have no idea what the devil is saying to that person that may cause them to fall into depression and want to give up completely. Then how would that make you feel? If they fell into depression and just gave up completely, how would that make you feel? Be honest. I'm not going to check you. Just be honest with yourself within. Be honest before God. Because God tunes into believing fire. He loves this ministry. Thank you, Lord. So be honest before the Lord on tonight. Be honest before God on tonight. Then how would that make you feel? Be honest. That's why a soft answer is so important. And, y'all, I'm not going to lie. I, I just really began to understand that through this message. I'm teaching y'all, but God is teaching me first. The Holy Spirit is teaching me first. He's checking me first. That's why a soft answer is so important. I know for myself, thinking that I have killed a lot of people mentally. I shut them down with my tongue. I must repent, meaning change and do better. I must repent. I must change and do better. Because repent doesn't just mean sorry, it means to change. So I must change and do better. It wasn't so much what I said, but the tone in which I said it. I know that now. Like I said, the Holy Spirit is teaching me through this message as well. Teaching me first and then y'all. I know that now. But I'm not the only one, though. I ain't going to take this all by myself because I'm not the only one, though. There's a lot of us on here tonight. You need to watch your tone. You need to watch your tone. It's not what you said, but the tone in which you said it that has that person messed up. You don't need you need to watch your tone. It's not what you said, but the tone in which you said it that has that person messed up. They may never admit it. Don't look for them to admit it. They may never admit it. But they were messed up behind something you said to them. They were messed up behind something you said to them. Now, it might just be be me, but I really believe Judas 
would would not have committed suicide in Matthew 27 had the chief priests and the elders responded differently to him trying to do the right thing. I really believe Judas would not have committed suicide. And yes, I knew. Yes, I know that it was written that it was a part. It was written in God's plan. It was a part of God's plan for him to betray Jesus, him betraying Jesus to actually help Jesus get to the cross. I, I understand that. But he didn't have to commit suicide. He didn't have to commit suicide. I really believe that if he, if the chief priests and the elders had responded differently to him, trying to do the right thing, he wouldn't have committed suicide. Yes, he betrayed Jesus, but he wasn't in it alone. The chief priests and the elders, the religious leaders, put all the blame on him, though, as if they had not initiated the whole thing to begin with. Judas said, I have sinned by betraying an innocent man. They replied, why are you bothering us? That's your problem. Matthew 27, verses 3 and 4 from the the Passion Translation, the TPT. So after seeing what he had done and then hearing that type of response from those who had initiated the betrayal in the first place, it was too much. He broke under the weight of the of the punishment. He broke under the weight of the punishment. Unfair men had handed out. He broke under the weight of the punishment that unfair men had handed out. He broke under the weight of what the devil was saying in his head and committed suicide. He broke under the weight of what the devil was saying in his head and committed suicide. He committed suicide right there in the New Testament. That's for those of you that think that type of thing just happens in the Old Testament. He committed suicide right there in the New Testament. Life is precious. We have all sinned, messed up, done somebody wrong at some point in our lives. Hear me. Life is precious. We have all sinned, messed up, done somebody wrong at some point in our lives. So really, who are we to hold anyone to a punishment that might cause them to give up? So really, who are we to hold anyone to a punishment that might cause them to give up? Jesus loved on those that hurt him. Jesus loved on those that hurt him by asking the Father to forgive them. God loved us when we were yet sinners. You got to remember that. Remember from which you came. God loved us when we were yet sinners. When we were unable to help ourselves, Jesus died for us. Romans 5, verses 6 through 8, from the New Century Version, the NCV. So who are we not to love, not to forgive, not to encourage that person just because we got hurt? So who are we not to love, not to forgive, not to encourage that person just because we got hurt? Father God, Help us. Help us. Help us. We repent. We seek after change from this night forward. Help us to watch our tones and our words and to remember from which we came. There was a time when we too desperately, desperately needed love, needed to be forgiven and encouraged. Help us to not forget there is a reason why you said vengeance is mine. 
There's a reason why you said vengeance is mine in Romans 12 and 19. Help us to get our flesh out of the way. Help us to get our flesh out of the way. Get our flesh out of the way of what you're doing, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. That's not our job. The Bible says vengeance is mine. So so let God do it. Let God, let God do it. Our job is to feel but forgive, hurt but love, cry but encourage others. For we know that our God is a healer. He will heal us even now. I pray that, that little bit right there bless somebody. Our job is to feel but forgive, hurt but love, cry but encourage others. For we know that our God is a healer. He will heal us even now. This concludes tonight's message. Let's talk salvation. Let's talk salvation because everybody listening to the sound of my voice is not saved. But you can be on tonight. You can be. It's very simple. Hebrews 4 and 15 from the Amplified says, For we know not, for we know not, Sorry, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand our weaknesses and temptations, but one who has been tempted, knowing exactly how it feels to be human in every every aspect, every respect, as we are, yet without committing any sin, which means that there is nothing too bad that you have done or are currently doing that you can't come to Jesus in the pardon of your sins about. You can come to him right in the the middle of whatever you're in. You can come to him about it. He knows your humanity. He knows it firsthand. But, love, you are not too bad that you can't be changed. I know family members have been in your face telling you that you will never change. You're just like so-and-so. You're just like this person in the family. That thing runs in the family. It's a generational curse. You will never change. You can't be here. That's a lie from the pit of hell. And I'm sending back from which you came on tonight. And I cover you with the blood of Jesus because you can come out. You will come out in the name of Jesus on tonight. You will come out. But for somebody else, it means something totally different. It means for you, you are not too good to come to Jesus because either you're on one side of the boat or the other. Some people feel they're too bad to come to Jesus. They done done too much. And some of y'all feel like you're too good. You're really a good person. You're too good to come to Jesus. You don't need me, Jesus, because you're a good person. There's a lie from the pit of hell, too. No matter how good you've been, how good you think you are, you still need Jesus. We keep it real on tonight. We keep it real on for living fire all the time anyway. You still need Jesus. You are not exempt from temptation, from being tempted. You are not exempt from doing and saying some things that you shouldn't. Therefore, you need Jesus, just like the rest of us, to help you live this life out and to make it to eternity in peace, because there will be an eternity for you, despite despite your choices. Either your choice, you ain't got two choices, either your choice is going to be hell or in the presence of Jesus. I would say heaven, but... They keep down confusion, and I start no argument with nobody. I'm just going to say the presence of Jesus Christ. I don't feel like getting into that about where heaven is at. 
I just want to be wherever Jesus is. I just want to be wherever Jesus is. So the choices are hell and the presence of Jesus. The Bible says in hell, the rich man lifted up his eyes. He lifted up his eyes, which means he was aware, he was alert, and he still had mobility. Luke 16, verses 22 through 23, King James Version. Beloved, you don't want that. You don't want to. You don't want to lift up your eyes and know that you're in hell. No, you want to lift up your eyes and feel the peace of God all over you. Feel the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, and know that you are that you now have eternal peace, and that you are with Jesus. Philippians 4 and 7 from the New King James. Just um, the Bible says in Second Corinthians 5 and 8 from the New King James. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But here's the big question of the night. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But who is your Lord? That's the big question. But who is your Lord? It's time you made Jesus your Lord and Savior. Romans 10 and 9, 9 through 10, tells you how to do that. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says, if you declare with your mouth, your mouth is so important. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that he raised, that he raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with your mouth. It's, it's because it's with your heart that you believe, and you are justified, and it's with your mouth. You profess your faith and are saved. So open your mouth and repeat after me. Jesus, I confess with my own mouth, that I am a sinner in need of you. I repent. I vow to change and, and to turn from my ways to, to change if you will help me. I believe with my heart that you are the Son of God, raised from the dead. I need you. I want you as my Lord and Savior. With faith and love as a mustard seed, I believe. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Come, amen. Now, because Politify always deals with real issues, the Holy Spirit led me to close the phone lines. It would be better. He said it would be better if some of you just talked to me in private. I felt like Holy Spirit led me to feel to feel that a lot of you would rather talk to me off the air. So I would no longer open the phone lines publicly on Polyphify. Therefore, take note of this information. If you need prayer or Bible-based consultation or you just want more information about salvation, you can call or text 865-408-8690. That's 865-408-8690. Or email prolificfire at gmail.com because some people do prefer to email and some prefer to text. Others prefer to call. It's whatever your preference is. If you miss the number, don't worry. I will post it immediately following tonight's service on all my social media platforms. I look forward to talking to you one-on-one and ministering to you as the Holy Spirit leads. But please, please, please don't contact me playing. If you know you don't need prayer or you know, I'm going to rephrase that. Some of you, everybody needs prayer, but some of y'all don't want prayer. So if you know you don't want prayer, that you have a hidden agenda that's totally off, from what God wants to do. Ain't got nothing to do with God. Don't contact me playing because you will get blocked. And then something may come up and you really do want prayer, but you won't be able to contact me because you're blocked. And although I did it physically, you did it to yourself. 
for behaving like that. So don't do that. Do not do that. Call me with serious intentions because I would be serious about what the Lord is saying to me for you. I really want to help you for him, for his glory. Romans 11.36. I want to do this for Jesus, but I don't want to be playing with you, especially in the middle of the night. I don't want to do it. Like I said, if you miss the number, the email address or whatever, it's all going to be up on social media following tonight's service. I look forward to talking to those of you that really want to be ministered to as the Holy Spirit leads. Now, other announcements. If you need this ministry's PayPal info or cash app info, you can access the PayPal by going to paypal.me slash prolificfire. That's paypal.me, paypal.me slash prolificfire or the cash app. It's a dollar symbol and prolific fire. The dollar symbol and the ministry name, prolific fire. I would like to give a public statement to those of you that have been sowing. Thank you so much for sowing into the fertile ground of this ministry. I pray that the Lord bless it back to you 36, 100 fold. Wherever it is that you need it the most, according to your faith, be it unto you. Matthew 9 and 29. Now, as usual, you can find me on Twitter at Prolificfire, on Instagram at Property Stacy. Like the Prolificfire Ministry Facebook page. You can inbox me on either one of those. People do so all the time. So if you if you need to do that, that's fine. Also, check out Prolificfire.com. I'm going to get around to updating some stuff on there sooner or later. Pray for me. It's coming, though. Y'all check it out. If you want to sponsor a child, you can reach out to me with the information I already gave, or you can go on the website and check it out. Check that out. But I, I prefer that you contact me because I need to update some stuff there. Join us. On Faith on the Line with Prophetess Paid. If you don't reach out to me for prayer, but you know that you need prayer, be sure to join my sister in ministry this Friday and every Friday at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. By calling the same number that many of you called tonight, 347-426-3782. Your prayer requests will be taken then too. The phone lines will be open for Faith on the Line. Then join me back here on Prolific Fire, same night, time, and place for another message from the Lord. God has some more he wants to say to you, so tune back in. And even if you don't have a prayer request on Friday, still tune in and be in the atmosphere because God will be there. And you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. So God be the glory. Everybody have an awesome night in the Lord. I'm out. You can hang up manually because I got the log back in to my studio.